0: Tired. So tired. Overtired.
1: Hey, this is Overtired. You knew that, but I'm I'm just telling you, this is Overtired, and I'm Brett Terpstra. I'm <laughs> here with Christina Warren. Jeff Severn's Gunsel is out this week. He is simultaneously out of town and sick. Um, Worst like combo. Either, either one would be sufficient cause to miss an episode, but he did. he had to go for both. He's an overachiever.
0: That sucks. It does look like he is very cozy. Yeah. Like that the photo he sent us from uh, his cabin um uh near the the the, the lake looks lovely. Lake Michigan, yeah. Lake Michigan looks great, but um that or, sucks. Or
1: some great lake. I actually don't know where he is. I
0: was going to say I don't know what Great Lake it is, but it's it it looks very lake-like. It looks great. So, you know, love that for them, but hate that he's sick.
1: I was uh I was just in Chicago. So I've, I've seen the great lakes this week too. Um, yeah. So let's, let's start with the mental health corner. I'll let you go first. I have some, I have some fun updates, you know, my usual shit, but, uh, where, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm in a weird situation where, um, I'm trying to decide if I want to talk about this or not. I don't think my mom listens to this podcast.
1: (laughs) I I explicitly tell my mother not to listen to this podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure my mom does not listen to this podcast. So I feel like I can. Okay. I need some advice from you on this. Okay. All right. My mom saw an Instagram repost of a viral TikTok, saw some other things where people have posted imagery from Taylor Swift's concerts, like the current one. And she called me very upset. Telling me that um, she'd hoped I hadn't already bought tickets for us in Atlanta because um, she's concerned that that Taylor Swift is is promoting um, uh, Satanism and, <laughs> uh, and, and, and 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 like witchin like like Wiccan shit like oh, like like no. like that stuff because apparently there is like a moment of the show that has some like kind of allusions to like I guess 17th century 18th century like witchcraft sort of stuff and some woman on TikTok uh is is convinced that that it's it's all a sign and 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 talking about all these things and um I tried to like convince her otherwise but I haven't really talked to her since that happened and um you have more experience with this than I do yeah yeah How does one convince their parents that someone is not a Satanist?
1: It depends on how reasonable their parents are. Okay. As far as I know, your mom's a pretty reasonable person. She's
0: incredibly reasonable. Yeah. But I also don't want her to be uncomfortable. But like, I, I also, this is like, just, this is not true.
1: Right. Well, so like, for me, this would involve a whole discussion of the Satanic panics that have happened in the 80s and are happening again now. Like there's this whole resurgence of this, like, uh, ever since that little Nas video, right. Like it's just this whole, like the media is full of satanic images and it's going to drive kids to commit suicide and kill each other and murders and mayhem. Um, so that would be where I would start with my parents. He's just talking about how destructive that was and how none of it has ever turned out to be true. Right. Um, but for my parents, it's very much like they live in a world of spiritual warfare. If, if it's not God giving them challenges, it's the devil trying to keep them from God. And like literally everything they do in their life is spiritual warfare. Um, and they just they they view the world in those terms. And and that makes it very difficult to say, well, that's not satanic when literally everything to them is either godly or satanic. There's no right in between. Uh, if you if you have someone more reasonable, like your mother, um, just talking about maybe how uh, accusations of witchcraft have never worked out well for <laughs> humanity. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, about...
0: I, I kept trying to be like I was like I was like, well, I guess maybe this is like Arthur Miller esque I was like, I, you know, because if, if you squint and the thing is, is that it's it's during this one song, Willow, which she does have a, a video that she did some behind the scenes things in where there is like some like magical elements, mystical sure. elements. And then there is like a, 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 a something which remix. And I'm like, Oh my well, God. That's, that's where,
1: that's where the satanic panic in the eighties began was with fantasy role-playing games, dungeons yes. and dragons. Yeah. no, And I like, that. like it's fantasy. Exactly. You know, it's, it's fantasy. It's a story and also be sure to ask like what harm is being done like who who is being like what is the end result of say taylor swift did openly embrace wicca um and and proclaimed herself a wiccan and used all that imagery like who's it hurting like is wiccan or truly destructive force in our like religious world
0: i mean my mom would probably say yes she would probably <laughs> say that this is someone like Actively trying to like impart the devil onto people or something, but but, so
1: a little less reasonable.
0: I mean, I think that she would like intellectually understand like what's the harm, but I think that where she would draw the line, she'd be like, "But I don't want to be up to support it." Sure, right? Like, like that—that would be the difference, right? Like, it wouldn't be like. But so anyway, this. So you
1: you need to convince her that that's not actually what's that. Show her show her some of the more ludicrous accusations that are out there right now. OK,
0: this is what I wanted to do, because like in in like the the post that she sent me, I was like, this person has things like tagged MK Ultra. I'm like, mom, I'm like, this is I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, none of this is in any way accurate. I'm like this. This whole thing is is ludicrous. I'm like. She's. Um, uh, Taylor Swift is a Christian. Like she's not like a, she's not a Christian artist, but like she's right. like she's that's how she's like defined herself. So I'm not going to, you know, like question that. Anyway, the whole thing I felt like I was in the twilight zone. I was like what's happening here? Um but I but I appreciate your, your the 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 satanic panic thing I think is is good grounding because that whole thing was bullshit and we actually listened to a true crime book about that when I was in high school. Um, that was, uh, that, that a made for TV movie was made about it. It It was a book called cruel doubt. And, um, it, it, uh, I think the guy that, um, Janet Maslin wrote that book about, uh, Joe McGinnis, I think he was the author, but, um, or Janet Malcolm rather, um, But uh, it's called uh, Cruel Doubt. And in the made-for-TV movie, the reason I remember this is because we all listened to this audio book on a a trip. And then I found out that, like, Blythe Danner and Gwyneth Paltrow, before she was Gwyneth Paltrow, like, were in this like made-for-TV movie, like, adaptation of it, which, you know, in 1998 was, like, a really funny thing to learn.
1: (laughs) Sure. Do you want to hear what my mom came at me with this morning?
0: Yes, please.
1: Um, she she reads poorly sourced articles and takes them as truth. And then when the conversation over breakfast on Saturday morning quiets down, she has been in the habit of like doing these. What about um, statements? And apparently,, um, and I don't I don't know how much veracity there is to this, but uh, she claims that Joe Biden just signed a law that will turn all currency in the. US. digital. And the government will have full access to all of our money. And then she follows that, like, if everything kind of went silent, because I don't, I haven't, I haven't read what she's talking about. I don't, like, I can't, I can't argue against her sources. My, my usual reply is, what are your sources? But I I didn't even have the energy for that. And then she follows it up with, and you know, the IMF has an agenda to control the world or some shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, man. So everything went silent, and we all just sat there in silence for a moment because I wasn't going to feed her no like, conspiracy. And and my dad's like, well, on a lighter note, and starts talking about like home improvement or whatever we usually talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it was, my mom's definitely becoming a conspiracy theorist; like she latches onto stuff and gets really angry about it, and or, like wants to talk about it.
0: Right, which which I this is like. <sighs> This is the, this is the one thing where like I, 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 yeah, I become like worried about this because I saw what like talk radio did to my dad, yeah. but my mom, I've always thought it was like much more sane and much more reasonable. Um, and look, if she doesn't want to go to a concert, if she doesn't feel like it's going to be comfortable or whatever, that's fine. (laughs) I just like, don't want her to miss out on a good experience. Because of some insane bitch on TikTok.
1: Yeah, and and some unfounded fear for sure. Exactly. All right.
0: All right. So that's sort of my middle update. I'm trying to figure out like how to like, you know, tell someone I love yeah. more than anything else this is this isn't true.
1: That can be difficult. When someone comes up with when someone comes at you with something that's so far out of left field, uh yeah. it's it gets really hard to like argue. Like I mean, you could just say that's ridiculous.
0: I mean, I did, but but that's ineffective. But I also want to be like, you know, like make her feel comfortable. Yeah. Well, I yeah, because I am compassionate because it's like, look, I look if I had like a deep seated belief and like I thought that I saw something that was like, oh well, this shows something that is going to be supportive of something that I'm very much against. Because mm-hmm. again, like her thing would never be like, oh, you can't go and this is immoral and this shouldn't exist. It would be like. I don't want to be a party to this. Sure. Which is a little more reasonable. It's still not reasonable to, I think, take cues from anyone who uses the MK ultra hashtag, <laughs> but yeah. All right. All right. All right. Let, let, let's move on to you because I, I want to hear about your updates, especially because you've got a bunch of things. You need to hear about Yeti. You need to hear about uh, what, uh, what Michigan was like.
1: Yeah. You need to hear well, about uh, your,
0: your Adderall shortage.
1: Yeah. So the mental health update is, is, relatively short um my so i think i probably talked about it at the time but a couple months back i went to the er because my watch told me that my heart rate had been elevated like over 120 bpm for more than 10 minutes and it wanted me to like seek help if needed um so i did i don't fuck around with my heart we have a history of heart disease in my family i take these things seriously and i went to the er they ran tests after tests and ekgs and x-rays and i was fine like I, in my my blood pressure and my pulse were all fine the whole time i was in the er and they discharged me after a couple hours and said uh, maybe follow up with your doctor see if there's something else going on but so I made a, an appointment a couple months out. That was as soon as I could get in to see my doctor. And then my refill for Vivance came around and my psychiatrist noticed this heart issue that sent me to the ER on my on my record with no follow up yet from my doctor and said that she wasn't comfortable refilling my meds, even though all my test results are on there and she can see them. Um, she's like, if your doctor approves, he can refill your your meds but my doctor will never refill psych meds like he he will always defer that to his psychiatrist so that means fortunately my appointment is on monday so i'm only going to be without vivants for a few days um and it, it sucks because it leads to like suddenly going off it uh the the dopamine crash leads to depression And then going back on it can trigger mania for me, uh, being bipolar and whatnot. Um, So that's a little sketchy. Hopefully, it's just a a couple day thing. I really hope this isn't the start of another like drought of stimulants. Um, But I did. So, a friend, I've been talking for a while about microdosing. Right. And uh, a buddy of mine, Uh, Finally got his shroom growing operation up and running. Okay. Um, So I got my first like eighth of shrooms and have just been taking like maybe a half inch of stem or a small cap a day for the past few days. And I don't trip at all. Like I barely, nothing seems to happen, but it does seem to help my mood. Um, I'm a lot less interested in things like alcohol. Uh, when, when I'm doing this micro dosing and I need to, I need to do a little more research and find out what the actual dosage should be and how you tell, like with acid, it's easier to like have micro dot blotters, but with shrooms, like you never know the potency of the mushroom. So it's hard to be like, you need exactly, you know, a half inch of stem or whatever. Um, so I'm still trying to figure that out. But it seems to be working. It seems to be doing what I want it to do, where it it helps my mood, it helps my creativity without triggering mania. Okay, um,
0: that's all really good.
1: And like I'm depressed enough right now that it's um, it's it's a little hard to tell that it, if it's working. But I can tell the before and after difference when I take my daily dosage. Um, so i I think it does elevate my mood a little, and maybe a little stronger dose would help me, but I definitely especially on a work day i don't want to end up tripping like i don't i don't need to be in a zoom meeting with like hallucinations or anything um, no no, yeah, that would suck so so I'm being very careful about it, but i really i think I think I'm on the right path I think this is a good uh a good antidepressant uh, treatment that works with my bipolar. So thus far, I give it, I give it one thumbs up and we'll hope for better results moving forward.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, and, um, and I, I hope that, yeah, I, I hope you can like find some sort of up like decent way, like you said, to be able to, to microdose this so that it's, you know, yeah, not going to inhibit your work because it sounds yeah. like it could be a great thing, but it also feels like this is what's hard about this sort of stuff. Like ketamine therapy is a similar thing. I although I think guess that's a little bit different because you can kind of do it in in you know like treatment periods of time, right? Exactly. And, you know what I mean? Like, and they're like, okay, this will have these long lasting effects, whereas like the microdosing in this way, you have to really think about, okay, how do I get the um whatever the therapeutic benefits are um but you know i don't want to be baked
1: yeah exactly <laughs> yep it's a fine line i think um i've never done this small amount of mushrooms before so i don't know like where the cutoff is i've always been like yeah I just, i'll have to eat three and just like see what happens um so this like just try a little bit uh like i don't i don't know where the line is i don't know where you actually start tripping but I may find it if I keep experimenting. So anyway, yeah, last week I was in Michigan. Um, I spent three grand um, on a trip to Michigan, which is if I were going to spend three grand on a trip, uh, Michigan is not where I would choose to do it. But I had a good time. Uh, yeah, we, tell me about it. We, uh, we had our first night in Chicago with uh, Dan and we saw Aaron Dawson in the morning almost hey, how, saw how she oh she's great she's great she she was having fun her band is going on tour. genital shame that's why she <laughs> was in chicago amazing um, to uh to rehearse with her her new lineup um and and dan and his his recent wife honda are are doing great and chicago is full of vegan dining and gluten-free dining and it was it, we had some great food great dinner great breakfast got on the road uh, our Airbnb in Michigan uh, was it it wanted to be nice like you walk in and the first the first you just come off the road right see so you head for the bathroom and the first thing you discover is like a heated bidet with a dryer and everything and you're like okay this place is gonna be all right. But then you go to the sink and you try to get hot water out of it and it won't come out. It just stays frigid. So we discovered you only get hot water in the kitchen and the bathroom if the dishwasher is running. Uh, And, uh, but there was always hot water in the steam shower that it, it, it was a nice steam shower, big place, big couches, big screen TV uh a dock outside that led to a nice lake and like overall like on the surface seemed nice had some problems.
0: I was yeah, I was gonna say this okay, I've had this experience with a number of Airbnbs, which is one of the reasons why, like obviously you get more space and it can be a better option in some cases than a hotel. But sometimes I'm just like I would rather get a hotel. Yeah. If I'm being honest, because it'll be one of those things where you can tell like it looks great. The photos look awesome. 'Cause that's all they're doing it for. They're doing it for the photos. Yeah. They're slapping it together something for the photos. And then they're not fixing things like in this case, oh, by the way, if you want hot water, you have to be running the dishwasher.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, and there was a there was a bunch which, of stuff.
0: Which, which which that to me, like that that signifies a pretty significant plumbing problem. Yeah. Like yeah. there's something going on with like your your hookups at yeah. that point. And I don't know what those problems are or how to fix it. I just know that like that Yeah. My my, a, that, my 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 engineer like you know pattern <laughs> recognition brain is like, oh, okay, that's something.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um like it was great having a whole house, um, having multiple bedrooms and room to have like Elle's family over for movie nights, a whole kitchen we could cook pizzas in and everything. We uh we, we we made the crust, we made our gluten-free crust and we baked them and set them on the table on top of parchment paper to cool. And the kitchen table was this like fake wood with cheap paint on it. And it turned white underneath where we put the pizza crust, even though they were cool enough to hold in your hand and they weren't steaming or anything. And we just set them down, but they left these white circles on the table. So Ellen and I compiled this whole list of everything that was wrong with the Airbnb so that if, if he came at us right for for payment on that, I would just be like, well, you know, it was a nice state, but it would be a real shame to put all this stuff into a review for you. Um, so we're just kind of sitting on that. We haven't heard anything. I think it's fine. But, no, I'm uh, sure it'll be
0: fine. Usually what they care about are like the, the cleaning fees. And yeah. like if you were to like seriously break something like the other yeah. stuff, it, it's unlikely in some of these cases that the the owner even like sees the place. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Kind of.
1: That's kind of what I figured.
0: Um, um yeah
1: i did i i had tail scale set up and uh i i was able to access my home network my, all my all my computers including my synology all using tail scale which yep. is like i'm used to setting up like a whole uh like dynamic dns system yep. and like and like sshing and setting up all the ports and everything and with tail scale it was just like to sign into my github account and all of my all of my networking machines were accessible and it was it was really nice um i appreciated that i love that and then there's yeti the last part of my update like yeti was a trooper like we had a whole conversation before i left that you know asked him to try to stick around till we got back and like but take care of yourself and you know if shit goes down you have my permission to do what needs to be done and uh he seemed to take that to heart and uh I, my our house sitter sent us pictures like every day of like yeti eating and like sleeping under blankets and like curling up with her and uh and i got home and he was in great shape like climbed on top of me and just kept giving me nose bumps for like <laughs> for like 20 minutes he just kept like bumping my nose with his nose um, which is his way of like giving kisses because he knows how much it annoys me when he starts licking. Aww. so he's learned to just bump my nose and it was just constant. Like he just kept coming back and Aww. being like, I'm so glad you're home. It was very nice.
0: Oh. All right. Well, I'm glad he's doing okay, but that 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 has to be so nerve-wracking for you. Like every time you even go for groceries, like oh, uh, you probably get will, the groceries will delivered, he be, but
1: no, we go for groceries. We have to go to the co-op. Um, with all of our dietary restrictions grocery delivery isn't available um yeah so we started watching sports night do you remember sports night
0: i do remember sports night aaron sorkin's first show
1: yeah and and it has Great some show. some of aaron sorkin's best dialogue agreed um but it's got a laugh track yep and it drives me nuts like there's obviously no studio audience like no. this is a canned laugh track why did uh, like I think this was a '90s thing. It this, was like just yes. tell people something's funny by adding the laugh track.
0: Right. Well, because I mean, look, this was before they were doing the one, the the um, one camera sitcoms. Yeah. Um. And um. Like, like, uh, news radio, which is, is similar to sports night in some ways, but was actually shot in front of a live studio yeah. audience.
1: Yeah. And and it shows. Yeah.
0: And it does. Right. Um. But but that was a show where I remember on the commentary tracks for for that show on, on when that came out on DVD Paul Sims the the creator talking about the fact that that would have been like had they made it like in the early 2000s like if they'd made it like 8 years later like after it debuted like you know if they made it 5 years after it went off the air it would have been a single camera comedy mm-hmm. um and uh but but you know when they made it it wasn't and sports night i think even more so like the second season they they definitely like reduce the laugh track more
1: oh i i'm only on the first season so i was so, hoping so that would be true
0: it, it, it is but sports night was it's, it's such a shame because it was on abc and abc had like they had no idea what they had and yeah. and i i don't even want to say that like they fucked up and that it was like this show that was going to be a hit because i don't think it would have been i don't think there's any scenario where that show ever would have been a hit i think
1: it could fly now though
0: Yes, yes, but I mean in that era, and I mean on that network, and I mean in that format. Yeah, agreed. Like because because it came out in in ninety eight, ninety nine. Um, it w- it was like a year before West Wing, and West Wing was ninety nine, I think. Um, ninety nine or two thousand, but um, it was uh, a great show. It's it's funny because I always mention sports people, and I'm like, yeah, it's like it's it's his first show about Keith Olbermann um and <laughs> totally and, and and people are like huh and i'm like like i'm like this is how influential like like keith Olberman is it's like he's yeah. been the 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 you know the 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 reason for not one but two Aaron sorkin TV the, shows. the
1: muse the muse the muse absolutely Aaron, i'm like Aaron sorkin, sorkin shows. Yeah,
0: absolutely it's like you know the newsroom and and sports night like mm-hmm. it's totally it, it's like all it's all keith oberman but um <laughs> Uh no, I, I but 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 uh yeah that the show it um September twenty second ninety eight so yeah so when it debuted like there was just nothing that you could um there's no way I don't think that it, uh, in that sitcom environment like when news radio which was on a network that was better for sitcoms which was uh NBC uh but the the schedulers hated news radio. Was the real thing? Um the, the, the network president didn't, didn't like it. It did very well when it had a consistent and good time slot, but oh, they they, so they would good. it up. That's news radios, w- news radios, and I think news radio could have worked in the nineties. Sports night, I don't know. Like, I I feel like it would work now, and I feel like it would have worked like five years after it came out, but like we needed Malcolm in the Middle you know what i mean (laughs) like 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 we we needed that we needed we needed ricky gervais as the office like we needed like i've I've gone back
1: i went back and started watching malcolm in the middle again and it it's not like news radio totally held up for me oh totally like i i breezed through i binged like all of that again just this year Mm -hmm. um malcolm in the middle it's been it's been like uh i got nothing else to watch i guess i'll watch malcolm
0: Totally, but it is one of those like like family sitcoms. My my point being though, like that was the first one, like that and Scrubs and Malcolm in the Middle was before Scrubs. Oh, but they were the I first. I had the one. same
1: experience with Scrubs. Scrubs. Can't do
0: it. Scrubs holds up for me, but I also insist on watching it with the original music. Um, Scrub, <laughs> oh, but, I
1: know we've talked
0: about. Yeah, that. we've talked about that. <laughs> but, 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 but Scrubs holds up for me. But both of those were like the first, like it. You know, there was the the UK Office, of course. But I mean, like in terms of US TV, where you were like, okay we can play with what a sitcom is format wise because Larry Sanders didn't have a laugh track and, and um, uh, many of the writers in the Larry Sanders show also worked on news radio and, and then went on to like be people like Judd Apatow. Um And so, but that was an HBO show. Right. Yeah. And I, th- I feel like Larry Sanders in many ways is sort of a, like if that, that approach had been taken, you know, um, like for, for sports Night, I think sports night, and if Sportsline were, say, on HBO, that would have been one thing. But it wasn't. It was on ABC. And so I think you needed, like, the Malcolm in the Middle, the Scrubs, really the Malcolm in the Middles to be like, okay, we can re- we can have a different thing than the, than the normal, you know, four-camera uh, television sitcom with the laugh track.
1: Yes. Can I tell you about another show that I'm sure you haven't watched? No, please do. Um, there's this new Netflix series, miniseries, series Show. It's a show. It's a series. They call it a series, right? Yeah. It's like 10 episodes. I don't think, I don't think, like based on the ending, I don't think they plan for a second season. I think it's a one-off thing, but it's called Beef. Uh, with Stephen Yuen and Ellie Wong.
0: Okay, yeah. I I've heard of this, I think.
1: Yeah, and it's like these two main characters get into a road rage incident in the first episode. And it becomes, like, they they start getting each other's, like, license plates and tracking each other down. And this weird relationship develops as, like, as the pranks or the revenge intensifies, they also develop this kind of, like, respect for each other. And it, it, I won't give away the ending, but, like, through the course of it, there's absolutely a relationship between these two people who, on the surface, hate each other. (laughs) want want to destroy each other's lives and and ali wong plays a a rich woman who just became even richer and and steven plays a uh contractor whose business is failing and is scraping by and living in his in an apartment with his brother and like the two of them come together in these weird ways and it is i binged it over like three days and totally totally the ending is totally worth it like it pays off so if if you're looking for a short run of a show, um I found it as compelling if not more compelling than I found Wednesday, and I thought Wednesday was pretty good, but I
0: thought Wednesday was okay i I like Ali Wong and I like Steve Wynn,
1: so. yeah, Ali Wong is so good in this too, like all of her like kind of uh neuroses but confidence like confident neuroses that's what i would call ali wong um and it all comes through really well in this character she's an, she plays it excellently
0: okay i i i I will i will give this a watch i'm looking at this now this was an a24 show and apparently there was a bidding war what's interesting to me about this is i guess it is just for movies but i thought that apple had some sort of exclusive deal with a24 and and clearly that is not the case but it's seeming like this would have been it probably wouldn't have had a second season either but like this would have been like a good apple tv thing
1: are you watching um is it shrinking shrinking on apple tv i am not it is really good (laughs) are you watching uh, new ted lasso yes of course absolutely loving it Great. loving yes. it it's maybe the best season yet but um shrinking uh i had this funny experience it's a it's a it's a fun it's a fun show and it's about uh therapists and uh one of them is played by dude from how i met your mother like the big dude uh
0: oh yeah
1: meeting jason forgetting sarah marshall yeah guy. jason
0: siegel yeah yeah
1: thank you um and then the other one and this is the way i'll put it uh, the the elder therapist on this in this group is played by the guy who starred next to Chewbacca. That was Elle's description. <laughs> like not Han Solo, but the guy who played next to Chewbacca. <laughs> and I think Harrison Ford would would appreciate that that. That was how my girlfriend knew him.
0: I mean, I I don't know if he would. I, I I mean that I I honestly don't know if he would appreciate that or not. I think that he'd be like, "Hi, I'm Harrison Fucking Ford."
1: Also, Indiana Indiana
0: Jones. Jones you may Fugitive. you may be
1: familiar with my work.
0: I was gonna say it's like you, you, there there's a bunch of other things. No, but I have seen I have seen the trailers or the, the ads for this, but I haven't watched it. But I, I have been interested. in It's it. good. It's good. It's good. Okay. All right. I'll yep. watch it.
1: Yep. Um, I look forward to it every week.
0: Okay. Um, I will see if I have access to, um, all of, uh, um, I'll see if I have access to all of those on, on the way that I have access to some of the press stuff early. (laughs) Um, because my, 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 my problem with this now, and I've become one of those people that I hate for certain shows. I will absolutely still watch like week by week, you know, but when I'm getting into a new thing, especially like if I've missed it, when like it started it's hard sometimes i'm like i just want to binge it but like if i get into it when it premieres um then i'm okay yeah um like uh the final season of succession is is airing right now and so it's like the best thing that happens on sundays is (laughs) you know like 6 p.m uh pacific time i'm like all right i can fire up the hbo max app i can watch succession
1: What was the, what was the, uh, Apple TV show with, uh. Adam Scott. Yeah. Severance. Severance. Um, I, I think that has another season coming. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's exciting.
0: Yeah. Because they, uh. Also
1: party, party, party down, down is back on right now. It's so good.
0: No, it is so good. No, I was going to say though, that's that, that's the unfortunate thing about party down is that they couldn't get Lizzie Kaplan because she was doing stuff, but they had to work around Adam Scott's schedule for a severance. Oh, so So,
1: yes, I totally miss Lizzie Kaplan. I, the show is not the same without her, but but it is still, it's still very
0: good. It's still very good. (laughs) Uh, And I'm very, I'm very glad that it, that it's come back. Also following up on a thing that I ranted about, Netflix did go ahead and just pay off the money. And now that they, they are the exclusive home of everything, Arrested Development. So they took Arrested Development off of Hulu, which fine, I don't care. Um, you know, and, uh, but at least seasons four and five are available. Oh, um, that's good. So, so it did not expire and leave. They, they paid the money cause yes, Netflix pay the money. It's yeah. I'm sure it was a very small amount of money to renegotiate on. And Disney has also made it clear that like they are okay with licensing things to other streamers. It's like, they don't need ownership. Is like, and you already have part ownership of the last two seasons, just be the exclusive home it's fine but um that made me think of that because i was like oh you know party down is i i think that it coming back i think it's i think it's more successful like i think the episodes are better uh than arrested development um at least the, the first edit i think when they re-edited season four Arrested development season four was fine i think yeah. the first frame of edits <laughs> i i get what they were trying to do it didn't work at all um but uh, but yeah no I, I love Lizzie Kaplan she's about to be in um maybe it has started but uh but but uh Fatal Attraction oh no no it starts um uh in uh, like three weeks okay. they're uh, they're doing a Fatal Attraction reboot on Paramount Plus
1: all right. I have Paramount Plus. I'll watch that. I mean I'll watch, so, I'll watch anything, Lizzie Kaplan. Me
0: too. But, but but this is like this this is actually a really good cast. So it's Lizzie Kaplan playing the Alex Forrest character. that's uh, um Glenn Close's character in Fatal Attraction. Joshua Jackson is playing Dan, who was the um uh Michael Douglas character, and Amanda Pete is playing um uh Beth, who was the uh the wife who's the actress's name I can't think of uh right now. Um So, um, I'm, I'm super into this.
1: Nice. Yes. All right. Um, should we do some gratitude?
0: No, first we need to do a a promo swap.
1: Oh my God. Like the whole reason we did the episode this week. Yeah. Was because we had a pro. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so glad you're on the ball. These mushrooms are not helping. (laughs) Um, so this week we are doing a promo swap with the tech meme ride home. When the New Yorker magazine asked Mark Zuckerberg how he gets his news, he said the one news source he definitely follows is Tech Meme. For four years now, the Tech Meme Ride Home podcast has been Silicon Valley's favorite tech news source. The podcast has become so successful, in fact, that it launched a venture fund where the listeners to the show are the LPs in the fund. The Tech Meme Ride Home is like TLDR as a service – It's not just the latest headlines from the world of tech, it's also the context around the latest news of the day. It's all the top stories, the top posts, and tweets and conversations about those stories, as well as the -the behind-the-scenes analysis. Guests who have come on to lend their expertise include Andreessen Horowitz's Chris Dixon and Bloomberg's Apple rumor king, Mark Gurman. The folks at TechMeme are online all day reading everything so they can catch you up. So listen to the one podcast anyone who's anyone in Silicon Valley listens to every single day. Search your podcast app now for Ride Home and subscribe to the Tech Name Ride Home podcast. Just in case Overtired has not been giving you enough tech lately.
0: Yeah. Um, also, it's it's a great uh, TLDR podcast, and it's from uh, Brian McCullough, who um, is uh, is involved with it, who uh, did the Internet History podcast. Oh, um, and the nice. book. Um, how the how the internet was built, or how the web was built, or yeah. something. Uh, Brian's great. I've been on um, his podcast a number of times, and and Tech Me Ride Home is a very good. Uh, I hate to agree with Mark Zuckerberg on anything, but that is where <laughs> I go for like my tech news and uh, an update. And and the the Ride Home podcast is really good. So
1: yeah, that that wouldn't have been the opening line I'd have gone for, like name dropping Mark Zuckerberg as like your opening line for the promo read. But they wrote it. I went with it.
0: Yeah, uh, but but it genuinely is like a website that I go to that and Media Gazer, which is like the, the the media version of Tech Meme. I go to those sites like nonstop. So. Nice.
1: All right. So my gratitude, gratitude, um, my gratitude is a, an app on my phone that came in so handy on this trip. It's called Find Me Gluten Free okay um or find me GF as it appears on your phone and it is a comprehensive list of all the it's like Yelp but for gluten-free dining and it will find you all of the restaurants that either have gluten-free options or a dedicated gluten-free menu or are dedicated gluten-free and you can see reviews you can read from actual like pe- like people with uh, celiac disease that, Absolutely, like, have to know what's gluten free. Like, I'm I'm sensitive to gluten; it causes me intestinal problems. Uh, but I will survive, right? But but to have like people who can literally die from it right. writing the reviews uh, gives me a lot of reassurance. And it found us some amazing food that that like searching gluten free on Yelp did not find. Um, so I I highly recommend find me gluten-free you can pay for like the paid tier seems to be really geared towards celiacs, um, and, and of less interest to me, like just the free version alone did everything I needed it to do. Um, which is not to say I am opposed to paying for it. Uh, just none of the perks of the paid version really seemed, uh, of importance to me thus far. Um, so, so even if you're, you're gluten-free and just want a free app to, to explore with, it is, it's a great choice.
0: Fantastic. Fantastic. So, um, that's really good. I think for people like, that's, that's a good thing to know. Like, it's good to have these sorts of alternatives to some of like the, the big mainstays, especially, um, if they're updated well.
1: Yeah, um, and that's and the thing. Like community. there's a big there's a big enough audience, big enough user base that it actually is very complete and full of reviews, like even more reviews for most of these restaurants than you would find on like Yelp. And and I think that's critical for an app like this is to have enough people uh, submitting restaurants and reviewing restaurants to actually make it worthwhile. And it, it's pulled that off.
0: For sure. So my, um, pick, um, but no, but I like that. And I, like I said, like, I think keeping like those communities like active is the hardest thing. So, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm glad, glad that you found an app that has like a, a a wide uh, user base and that's really good on that. On that note, I'm also going to have a, um, uh, iPhone app. Um, this was one that I used when i was at disney world actually and but it's spring break this might be useful to people if they are going to like the the, the the disney parks or or whatever um it does cost money if you want to get the the full benefits but honestly it's worth it so the whole thing is is that um the 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 like, default like disney world and like disneyland apps suck like the disneyland app from what i understand is better and my, my past experience with that one has been better but like the actual like disney experience app for disney for for walt disney world and and all those assorted parks in orlando is terrible like for as much money as disney has and for as much as you would think that having a good app experience would be something that would be really good for their bottom line in terms of having people spend more money and whatnot they really it, it's it's bizarre to see a company that is like nailed every other aspect of the experience just has like the tech is terrible sure. and like, like it's, it's both the website and the the app. It's just not great. Um, but one of the nice features about the app when it's working is that it shows you like what your line time is for various rides. What? Like, like, like what, like what, what, what the weight is. What is um, the app called? This app is called uh Disney world lines. Uh, parentheses TP it's from touring plans but this is better than the actual Disney experience app
1: yeah I hear you I just said I said I was waiting to add it to the show notes
0: no I know but but I was trying to get some <laughs> but I'm trying to give some context to why I'm, I'm okay. recommending this app because because people would be like why would I pay for this when I can get in yep, the Disney okay. experience app I can get an update of what the standby line time is
1: Yep. Because right.
0: because that time isn't accurate. Sometimes it is accurate. Sometimes it's way behind. Sometimes it's, you know, like a, an actual line time might be more like fifteen minutes and it'll show forty-five. Or it'll show two and a half hours. And maybe it'll be like four. So wow. what um the the this uh this app from touringplans.com does, but it's a, um, it's lines is, is app they have a number of different ones. They have one for Disneyland, they have one for Disney world, and then they have their, um, uh, one for, for, um, Orlando. Um, it's, uh, it's $18 for a one year subscription and you're probably only going to use the app once. So I'm warning (laughs) you on that right now. However, similar to your like uh, a gluten-free dining app, this is a crowdsourced thing where you can see the timelines for both attractions and for 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 dining um actually where you can be at the various parks and you can say this is how long you're expected to wait and you can get ride suggestions like based on like the crowds and based on trends and past days to figure out like do I want to wait in this line or do I want to do I want to wait in this one and yeah. and and what's the overall park busy level and so Sweet. it's really useful to be able to know, hey, like, and you can help it out. So like it has a timer built into the app. So like you can start the timer like I got in line now and then I stop it when um you know I'm getting off and it'll let me know like how accurate, you know, like the 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 posted time was and yeah. and that feeds feeds the recommendations.
1: That's worth $18. If it saves you like after what yeah. you paid for your your Disney World pass, if it can save you from spending four hours and a line when you didn't expect to for something that wasn't like your primary focus for the day. Absolutely, that's that's eighteen dollars. Like you've saved that much money by like getting in shorter lines and taking more advantage of the park.
0: One hundred percent. I completely agree. Um, my point was just that there. I know there are going to be some people who are just like, I'm not paying for this, and <laughs> sure. this shouldn't I've be. Ar- something I
1: should- I've already paid to go to Disney. Exactly. World. I'm not going to pay for another. I've already app. paid to
0: go to Disney. I've paid a lot of money to go to Disney. I don't, I don't want to, um, uh, do this. Sure. I get that. But this was, this was an app that just, you, you talking about, um, um, being able to find, you know, uh, recommendations and time and, you know, things on food made me think, oh, right. This was actually a really useful app that I, I used while at Disney. Yeah. Um,
1: good, good travel apps. We
0: yeah. Have. Yeah. And, and actually, uh, we were recommended this one by, uh, by Corey Doctorow. So thank you, Corey. For the for the for the for the tip, and um I appreciate that, and uh, yeah, so that's that's my pick.
1: Nice. All right. Well, we have a a shorter shorter episode this week. Um, minus Jeff, uh, basically fifteen minutes that uh, that 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 would have been Jeff time if he were here, but no, um, instead. We, that was a good episode it was yeah. a little me, media heavy maybe
0: no i think it was, good. Lot, lot of, it was good okay no, it was a good return it was honestly it was a good return to form like i think this was good <laughs> this was like a classic over uh, this look again this was like the the original recipe Over tired. <laughs> the original configuration we, we miss jeff and and we hope that his stomach is feeling better i think jeff has definitely made the show better but like this is like a good throwback like you know season yeah, two we, episode we, of the show
1: we got some like christina dropping knowledge about like 90s tv like that's that's nostalgic for me we, uh, yeah. we just we just don't do that enough anymore <laughs> we
0: don't we don't know but i'm because i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna watch beef now which uh yeah um which is which is great i think i'll um, enjoy it okay i think i will too i'm excited about that yeah all
1: right well christina get some sleep
0: get some sleep rest. the system is going down low
1: Hey there, good people. Before you go, we have a bunch of new places where you can interact with us. Please check out our Instagram feed, our YouTube channel, Twitter, of course, and sign up for the overtired newsletter, which will sort of pick up where the show leaves off with expanded
0: show notes, uh, a little bit of what the three of us get up to between episodes. And let's face it, there'll be some musings. How can you resist musings? You'll find details
1: for all the ways to interact with us in the show notes and at overtired.com. And thank you, thank you, thank you, as always, for listening.